Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. This is the take that's gonna take. Literally, there have been birds, dogs, lawnmowers, me choking. It's taken me a few takes to do this intro, but this one we're just gonna roll with. Today, you are going to meet the amazing Moni Castaneda. I am so excited to have this chat with you because the work she does is so helpful in really understanding why it's okay to do the tasks around our house. Now, let me back up a little. If you're anything like me, you love your work. You love being a mom. You want to take good care of your body. You want to have moments with your spouse or your significant other. You have a list of things that really mean a lot. And Real life is that dinner needs to be cooked, lunch needs to be made, there's dishes that get dirty, there's, you know, I have a dog, there's dust everywhere, um, you know, all the things. So there is this work that goes into having a home, um, having a space that you live in, that is not always my favorite thing to do. And the way that Moni talks about this, which is not her favorite thing to do either, really help me understand why it's so important to do it and really feel good about doing it. And you'll learn from learning from her that what's so interesting is that not only can we really believe in the work of, you know, improving our homes and tidying our homes and all the things, but that also As we do that work, we can also improve all these other aspects of our lives. And that is her background, which is in feng shui and the ancient practice of feng shui. So Moni is a feng shui consultant. She's a speaker. She's an author. And she talks about feng shui as the ancient Asian art that teaches us how to live in harmony with our surroundings, which I love that way of saying it. And she really has integrated modern Western architecture, because that's what she trained in, with ancient feng shui knowledge to create these nine steps, these nine ways to practice this art. And that is what she's going to tell us today. And I've never heard anyone explain it this way. And I can't tell you how I'm excited I am to share this with you. So... These nine steps are like so inspiring that you're going to have to like take good notes. You might want to listen twice. Um, We'll give you some prompts at the end. You can go look in the show notes. And this is part of a longer conversation than we had at camp. So we kept going and she ended up giving us some like really tangible things to do to um, work with the energy in our homes in really easy and tangible ways. So you'll see when you, when you get, when you get into our conversation, what I'm talking about. So I tell you this because you can go still get the rest of the conversation plus the 30 more, maybe even more than 30 other conversations um, that are part of camp. And camp 
was a one-week experience that I ran live, but, and I don't know which one to say, it is still available and still very pertinent right now. The idea behind camp was really responding to the energy of this summer, to this time where we're transitioning from these bizarre 18 months of a being home during the pandemic um, into the fall and just riding out this very intense energy that's happening right now as we get back into being busier and really taking the time out to decide what we actually want, to decide what we want to spend our time doing instead of just going into what the world tells us we can do. And so we're, we look at five different themes during camp. We look at body. We look at presence, like being present. We look at money. We look at motherhood. And we look at the concept of play. And with each of those, within each of those concepts, I have somewhere from six to eight teachers teaching us different pieces of it. And so it's super tangible, super inspirational. We have lots of tools, like just little practices that you can take with you so that you can um, just enter into this next phase with more, with more tools in your, in your toolbox that will help you really stay true to yourself. And then a lot of the content is created to really get you thinking about who you want yourself to be going forward, how you want to be, how you want to show up, what it is that you want to do, and how you can really utilize all these strengths that maybe you have more to learn about some of them. And maybe on some, some level, some of these were things you got to practice at a different level during the pandemic. So, um, you know, or got tested in a different way during the pandemic. So we had different things going on around our bodies during the pandemic. Some of us say, you know, we put on weight. Others um, really had time to dial in their food. So depending on what your your um, experience was, you'll you'll tune into different conversations. We have an amazing class of how to make a great salad. We also have a class about what's going on with our hormones um, once we start hitting 30 and above. We have a class about how to navigate the medical system and really create a team for our body. Um, we have meditations. So just so many things, how to deal with cravings. There's just so much good content just on that one day of body. Um, there's a lot of moments to just stop and pause and be guided on journeys to really reflect on each of these themes. Um, we go into different modalities like tapping and the Enneagram and Oracle cards and uh, astrology to really figure out how to utilize those things as tools in our lives. We look at money and different money practices, depending on which pieces of that you are wanting to improve in your life, anywhere from spending or overspending or just getting to know your spending, to budgeting, to doing taxes with such integrity, to creating sustainable businesses. So we learned a whole bunch of systems to really help us uh, write content and make content and how to have an idea and really follow it through. I mean, there's just so, so, so much good stuff. I can't wait for you to go tap into it. So 
The thing that's shifting now is that we're not all live on Instagram talking about it, which is fine. You can actually still go to Instagram and find the conversations. Um, but we've moved everything from where it was live onto our course platform. And then we've added some content. So we've added how to navigate all this content over the course of a couple of weeks, how you could break it down, how you could look at it so that you can get through what is going to matter most to you. And then we also have created some content on how to really integrate it into your life. So great, you learn these tools. We don't want it just to sit in your head. We want you to be able to integrate it into your life, to use it, to really remember it and to practice it. And so we have created content around that, a class around that, a workshop around that so that you can do that. And we've also created planning sheets so that you can actually have a way to write down what you're doing and remember it. Uh, we have added in a couple bonus classes, including um, a wine tasting one, just heads up, that's there. And so you're going to get something different. Oh, and we've added in live calls. So one of the most fun pieces about camp was just getting on Zoom every once in a while. You know, on camp, it was kind of concentrated. <laughs> we, were, we were doing it daily. But getting on Zoom and having these meaningful conversations about these topics that we don't always dive into. So we are spreading those out over July and August. We're adding more so that you can show up and we can consider what you're th thinking about the body. So you will have watched some of these and you can come on and be coached and ask questions. And we're, we're going to get some of our guests onto those calls. Um, so you get to keep learning. And then the other thing that everyone loved in camp and everyone loves in my programs, we call it get something done sessions. And they're these 90 minute sessions where we come on and it's basically a co virtual co-working space. And we're going to offer three of those um, in the course of August and the beginning of September. And so you'll really have the time in the space or we'll help you make the time in the space to learn and to integrate this work and these teachings of these amazing teachers who are um, teaching on these topics that I just think are so important right now as we really learn who we became over the course of this 18-month pandemic and get all the tools that we need to move forward as her because that's not going to necessarily be easy. All right, that's totally enough about that. Um, go check it out at plansimple.com slash camp. Grab it. When this is going live, right when it goes live, it's still the same price as um, it was during the live event. And then this weekend, it's actually going to go up. So you have some advantage if you're hearing this right when it goes live. And if not, don't worry. It didn't go up that much, but it did go up a little. And now I want you to meet Moni. And I want you to really lean into your home and how your home can really support you physically in your body and also in this whole amazing personal growth journey that you're on. So let's get Moni on the show. Hi, Moni. Welcome to this day. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very excited too. So yeah, decluttering and tidying up, that's part of life. You know, it's part of what I do, but it's just a part of what I do. In, a, in the larger concept of feng shui, which feng shui is the East Asian uh, ancient uh, um, art of placement, right? And so it's about um, what to put where and it's about color, shapes and materials. 
so that you can be more relaxed, more productive, and get along with others better. And so this comes from um, from a school of thought, you know, like it's, it's a, a beautiful school of thought that um, has a, a really interesting perspective on life. Can you repeat again the like the end, the end, so that you can we re- repeat those pieces? I think that's so important. Yeah, so that you can be feel more relaxed. Yep. So that you can get along with others better, and so that you can be more productive. Because that's what you want. You know, you don't want to be stressed out all the time. And you want to have harmony with the people you live, the people you love. And you also want to be more productive. You know, everybody wants to be efficient. Everybody wants to get things done. You don't want to, which I think is a a lot of uh, what a lot of people do, especially homemakers, right? That you do things all day long. And at night, you don't have any sense of accomplishment. So that's what I with feng shui. Mm-hmm. All right. So tell us more. So let, let's talk about, let's really talk about the essence of this so we can understand. Cause I know there's many people who relate to the idea of like going, going, going all day long. And then, you know, sometimes it's your spouse or somebody or your mother, somebody asks you like, how was your day? And it's really sometimes just even hard to answer <laughs> that question. Right. Because we're not question, like, what did you do all day? Right. Yeah. And, we, and, and uh, like the instinct is like, what did I do all day? Yet you were busy all day. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, you know, in feng shui, there's um, this uh, philosophy that is um, underlying feng shui. And the idea is that human beings, you are connecting heaven and earth. So heaven is the realm of thoughts and ideas. And earth is action in the physical world, right? And so to get something accomplished, First, you have to tap into some inspiration, like you have to get inspired, right? And then the the ultimate goal is to get things done. But you're not going to get things done unless you connect those ideas and those actions through emotions, right? Yeah. It's the emotions that are your motor, that are your engine. The motivation comes from emotions. So in feng shui, we address, you know, the the heaven is uh, the thoughts, the earth, the physical action, and humankind is for emotions. So really, you know, it's connecting and acting uh, from the heart. In, uh, in feng shui, um, listening to your heart has a total different meaning because it's actually believed that it's in your heart, like in the hollow spaces of your heart, that's where you as a spiritual being reside. Like that's the, the essential you is in your heart, right? That's so beautiful. Yes. So when we're going through our days, you know, we're taking care of the home, we're taking care of the family, we're working, we're doing all the things that we want to do. There's going to be a lot of tension generated just from the act of living, right? Because it, um, you wake up and you shall wake up to an alarm clock and then you go into a rush where there's all these things that you have to do for yourself, all these things that you have to do for others, just so people can get out of the house and make it on time to school or make it on time to work, right? Yep. And so it's just in the way we live, there's uh, going to be a lot of chances to get stressed out. And when you get stressed out, you become more irritable. And then when you're irritable, you have a tendency to have arguments with other people and that destroys your harmony. And so when you're stressed out, when you're having conflicts with other people, how on earth are you going to be productive? And so you can't go through the whole day doing things, you know, it's like busyness is just a way to procrastinate doing the things that you really need to be doing. Because there's so much to do in, in our regular home. You know, there's so many objects in the home. 
Like there's thousands of things in every home. And so there's so much to do. You can always find an excuse to do something in the home and do it inefficiently so it takes all day so that you want, don't have to do two things. You know, and I think there's like two main categories of things that we tend to avoid. Mm-hmm. One of those categories is the things that we really should be doing, but we don't want to do. And uh, the other category is the things that we would love to do, but we deprive ourselves from doing. So going back to the first one, right? The things that we really should be doing are the things that are really important that we do. And uh, in those, you know, like a typical one is working out. Like we all know that we should be working out, you know, that there can be so many excuses to not work out. And that's something you really should be doing. And, uh, but if there's, you know, if there's laundry to do, you can always tell yourself, well, I'm going to do laundry and then I'm going to work out. And then you forget about the working out. And then the, the other category of things is the things that you really would love to do, but you don't give permission, you can never give yourself permission to do them because you, um, there's so many things to do in the home, right? And so yeah. can, can be used both ways. And I think for a lot of people, like um, you become, especially for a lot of women, you become somebody's sidekick and people even know you. You know, like my husband's a chiropractor and his clients call him, um, his patients call him Dr. C. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have started calling me Mrs. C. <laughs> then I have two boys and I have two teenage boys that are quite popular. And so people call me Alan's mom, Zafar's mom. And so it's like at some point, it's like, where's even Where am I? identity? You know, yeah. your identity, where does it go? And so you're constantly living for others to keep others happy, to keep others healthy, to make sure they're successful. And then where's your identity? Where are your own needs? And, you know, in, um, in feng shui, and this is one of the most fascinating aspects of feng shui, is that there's this idea that when you come into life, you come with life missions. And this is actually called your contract with heaven. And your contract with heaven is made up of two things. One is the things that you want to do, experience, or learn for yourself. And the other one is the things that you are expected to do for others, right? Yeah. So that is your contract. Now, the thing is, like, when you um, have a family, some of your personal things, the, the first part of your contract, the things you want to do and experience, that gets put in the back burner because all of a sudden then the kids become your life mission. But at some point, you know, as your children become more independent, you need to reconnect with those purposes, with those passions that are your own, so that you're not, you know, like uh, the emptiness syndrome. Yep. Well, and it's interesting that you say it that way, too, because so I mean, the um, one of the days, this one of the days that's part of this program is all about motherhood. And one of the reasons that I did that is because I think a lot of us have equated motherhood with that whole list of things we should do, like, you know, you know, all the things that we're supposed to do and, you know, that we learned somewhere that this was the case (laughs) and less with how we want to show up to that role. And so it's so interesting that you put it that way, because I think there's a lot of opportunity, even with having the kids home to just, um, you know, reassess and, and really consider deeply in this way that you're talking about just who we even are in that role, which is serving others. Yeah. And, you know, when they're little, when they're babies, when they're toddlers, most of your energy, most of your attention is going to go to them. Yeah. But every year they become a little bit more independent. 
And as they become more independent, you need to regain your independence too. Yes. Because otherwise there will be no you left when they leave home. Right. Yes. And I think that, that is a pain that a, a lot of women can feel. Um, and so some of my clients, they told hey, me, can you just talk yes. quickly though, in case yes. there's anyone who's listening, yes. whose kids have already left uh -huh. and feel that empty. Can you just talk to that for one second? Just, I want to acknowledge all those people who feel like maybe you're behind all of a sudden, as you're saying this. Definitely. Because, you know, you, uh, you pour so many, so much love and so much energy and so much effort into raising a family right and now that is gone and now what is there left for you and you have all this love you have all yes. this energy and nowhere to put it yes. and that's where the pain comes from because you are used to nurturing others you are used to uh, putting all that energy on that love onto others and then as your kids have uh, gone to live their own lives right then some of that love and that nurture needs to come back to you Mm. And some of that love and the, the nurturing power needs to go into your passions, those things that you came to do, learn, and experience. And it's so important because the, that feeling of being dissatisfied, according to feng shui, it always happens when you're not connecting heaven and earth. That means when you're not getting the right ideas, when you're not using the right emotions in order to take action, to make things happen, right? Our function here is to make things happen. But you can, you can get so busy, you know, doing things all the time and never achieve anything because you don't have focus. And so the, the idea behind feng shui, and especially in the way I practice feng shui, which is very much in alignment with other um, arts of ancient East Asian healing, right? And so it's based on nine principles, um, nine transformation that the person needs to go through, right? So if... Um, if you think we'll have time, I can just go over those real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's hear them. And so the first three transformations, they have to do with structure. And they, I'll tell you what the transformations are, and then I'll tell you where you can work on the home to have okay. the transformations happen, right? So the first have to do with structure, the structure of your life. And the, the main one, number one, is when you are not living a life of strategy, when you're just like a wind being blown in the wind or like a leaf being blown in the wind or like you, like a boat, you know, that just, just going to go wherever the currents take you. So you have to live a life of strategy. You have to have goals. You have to have intentions. And that makes a huge difference in how you perceive your day at the end of the day. And so you have to ask the question, why? You, and don't just ask the question in the morning, what do I need to do today? But ask the question, why do I need to do it? Why is it important? And that's going to make a huge difference at the end of the day. So that's the first transformation. Live a life of strategy instead of living a life of, uh, of uh, not having any direction, right? And so the second one is to get off that roller coaster of drama by living a life of balance. You cannot, uh, you cannot be happy if you're constantly getting pulled by everybody's emotions and everybody's situations. Your life doesn't have to be a soap opera, right? And uh, the number three, uh, the third transformation you need to go through is that you need to understand you should not fatigue yourself every day. You should mm. conserve energy. There is no point in our culture. We value too much getting exhausted. When you're completely, so true. Oh my gosh. that's when you feel you had a good day. That's when you feel 
you only feel productive when you're exhausted at the end of the day. You need to transform that. And so in the home, these transformations are associated with the architecture of your home, how your home was built. The shape ah. of your floor plan. Yeah, the shape of your floor plan is connected to that um, life of strategy or not living a life of strategy. What is the shape of your floor plan? The, the way your home is laid out, the way the rooms connect with one another. The living life of balance that is connected with staircases, especially staircases that no, don't have a landing, just one flight of stairs, and also long and narrow hallways that so many homes have, and ceiling height. You know, like those, uh, everybody wants to have that double height uh, foyer when you come into the house, right? And everybody loves a, a living room with a double height, but that creates imbalances. So in Hong Shui, we do corrections for those. So those are the first three transformations. The next three transformations. Wait, have- and just to clarify before you go on, like if somebody's like, well, how do I know if my floor plan is right or my uh, hallway is too long, whatever, you're going to you're gonna share how to get a hold of you at the end. So I'll, I'll yes, preface that. But I also have the question of everything's fixed. The whole point of Feng Shui is that it's not like you have to move. It's like everything is fixable with little strategies right like that's what feng shui is every home is going to have problems you're not going to find a home that has no problems so everything can be fixed and the way you know when you realize something is missing from your home and you take an action to complete it that's when the internal transformation happens right so the, the first three transformations are about the structure of your life the next three transformations are about relationships how do you relate to life and those are being able to take advantage of opportunities. I see so many people letting opportunities go by because they don't recognize them, because they don't see them. You know, they, So we need to be able to pay attention to what's happening around us. We need to learn how to be in the right place at the right time. But if you know where the right place is, you don't know that, you're not going to be able to be there, right? And so then the, the fifth transformation you go through has to do with harmonizing all the different elements of your life. Because there's so many things, you know, sometimes you feel like you're juggling things and you feel like uh, something's gonna drop, right? But you can't keep everything in the air all the time. And that's because there's a lack of understanding of how relationships work. The sixth transformation that you need to make has to do with the language, the language that you use, because so many people self-sabotage by using language, you know, so for example, um, if somebody's constantly saying, I'm just bad at math, you know, like we actually heard the mom say, well, my girls are bad at math because I'm bad at math, <laughs> they get it from me. And so sometimes you're, you're mm, changing your life with negative words, right? So important, so yes. Can the opposite, I'm sure, you know, most people today have heard of about using affirmations and how important that is. But in Feng Shui, we do it in the space. So the, the steps number four, five, and six are those transformations They have to do with the way you relate to others. And in the home, they are expressed on your windows and what kinds of window treatments you have. They are expressed in the color, shapes, and materials that you choose for every room. And they're also expressed in your choice of mirrors, where you put family photos, and the artwork that you have chosen. And so those are the things that are constantly giving you feedback. The Chinese have an old saying that goes like this. All the things in your home are constantly talking to you. Make sure they have nice things to say. Ooh, I love that. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. And, you know, because that's how you establish a positive feedback loop is by, if you 
can turn anywhere you are in your home. If you can turn and look at any spot in your home and feel good about yourself, then your home is giving you good feedback. But if there are spots in your home that you're looking at that and you're thinking, oh my gosh, that's just so awful. And sometimes you reach a conclusion, I'm an awful person because there's a mountain of laundry. Right? And how is that connected? That is not connected. But that's yeah. what we do to, our, to ourselves, you know. And, and sometimes, you know, women will say, I'm a really bad mother because the toys are not picked up. That is not connected. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I actually want to go back and correct something that I led you to say at the beginning of all this, because it's actually one of my missions yes. for this event is I think I said the word, you can fix it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big problem that we... And I love how you said how we complete something. So I just want to throw that out to anybody because I think that's a really amazing analogy for that exact thing. Like we're not here to be fixed. There's nothing that needs to be fixed about us. We're just completing ourselves. And I love that. I love how you said it that way. Yeah. And so it's so negative for somebody to think they need to be fixed, you know, but yeah. there are things in the home that are problems and they can be fixed. Yes, 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 yes. But it's not it's not a reflection back on us. So, so yes. <laughs> it's a good environment where you can thrive. Yeah. So then, then come transformations seven, eight, and nine, right? And so the first transformation is to learn to live only with the things you use and love. Because like when you have clutter, that's just more things to dust, you know? Like I don't like dusting, you know, I do it because it needs to be done, but I don't like to do it. How much worse would it be if I'm constantly dusting things I don't use or love? <laughs> you know, that's like um, shooting myself in the foot. So don't make your life more complicated than it needs to be. So the seventh transformation is about simplicity. Mm. And the life of simplicity is not a frugal life. So a lot of times people confuse this. You know, they think they have to declutter. So they have very few things at home. And that's not it. You know, some people like to be minimalist, but not everybody has to be minimalist. Yes. It's about making room in your home for the things that you really enjoy to do and clearing the things in your home that need to move out so you can show the beauty that you have. You know, you can have the most beautiful couch, but if it's always covered by clutter, you know, then you don't get to show off your beautiful couch. So it's about living a life of simplicity and the life of simplicity is a life of passion. And the life of passion in the present is what leads to healing of the past. That's super important to remember. So Say that again. Okay. And I sometimes think it's come in a way, you know, like a life of simplicity yes. leads you to, to passion. And uh, passion is what heals the past. When you are able to live and work for your passions in the present, that's going to heal your past. Awesome. And so you're looking for a life of simplicity that is a life full of passion. And I don't see clutter is not a problem of having too many things. To me, clutter is a problem of not having enough beauty. Mm. You cannot organize things that are not beautiful. And I have seen this over and over and over again. If I can get a mother to let go of those plastic bins that are horrible and they smell horrible for a beautiful trunk for her kids to keep the toys in, that's going to be a kid that puts the toys away. Ooh, and I love that. It is, it is really, really amazing how beauty transforms tendencies to clutter. And so the next transformation is that you need to understand that there's more to life than what is important to you. So let me explain. And so a lot of women, especially, you know, men and women, but especially women, they'll say their marriage is super important to them. 
But self-knowledge is just as important because when you don't know yourself, you don't know who you can love or who can love you, right? right. And so and a lot of people, you know, most people that contact me, they want to improve their careers. But you can't have a good career if you don't work also on your reputation hmm. because they are connected, right? And uh, some people will tell me, you know, I just, I, um, I just want to not have to worry about money, but I don't want to be really wealthy because they think that's going to um, take away from their spirituality, but they're both important, right? Yeah. And so in Feng Shui, we identify nine life areas that have to be tended to, you know, in, in the freebie that I'm offering, people are going to be able to see exactly what those life areas are and how they're represented in their home. And, uh, and so being able to understand that a fulfilled life comes from tending to all the things that we're interested in, but also tending to the things that are important, even though we might think are not important, right? So for example, some people, especially in the United States, they see um, pampering themselves almost as a sin. Yes. Oh my gosh. You know, we exist. Care. We exist here to change this week exists. I hope to change that a little bit, but yes, a hundred percent. Totally. You know, so like you need to pamper yourself. You need to do things just for fun. And so sometimes I ask people, so what do you do for fun? And they say, oh, I really enjoy my work. <laughs> that means you're only working. That means that you're not setting time aside to receive, you know, just be the recipient of good things. Yeah. Then the ninth transformation that people need to go through is that they need to live a life of empowerment. You can't be successful in life and be meek. You, um, you need to be, be able to speak out. You need to be able to say, I am here. And this is what I like. This is what I want. This is what I need. And so in feng shui, the empowerment comes through the way you arrange your furniture in your home. So it just makes a huge difference. You know, if you have your desk on the wrong spot in your home, it's going to make you less productive and it's going to make you feel more insecure. When you have your desk in the right spot in your home, that is, there's going to be a complete transformation in the way you perceive the world and the way the world perceives you. And so there's, a, there's like, um, if you can think about like there was like a, a hill and then there's uh, stairs on both sides of the hill, right? So as we do things on the one side, we're doing things in the home, you know, we're completing the floor plan, balancing staircases and hallways. We're working with a way that uh, the first thing you see when you open the door, when you come home, the relationship between doors and windows, then you are looking at the, the window treatments, then you're looking at the colors, the artwork, the photos, the mirrors, then you are decluttering and then you are setting goals for each life area and then you are living the life of empowerment. So you are doing all this on this side and at the same time, there's these transformations happening on the person. The person becomes more strategic, their life becomes more balanced. They're not constantly fatigued, they feel like they have a lot of energy. They, they find themselves getting luckier and luckier, always at the right place at the right time. And then their relationships improve. Then they start replacing the negative self-talk with positive self-talk, self -talk. you know, like one lady told me she'd been living in the same home for 22 years and she had a party and she told me, this is the first time I feel proud to have people over. Oh, and I love that. Weird. You know, so there's, there's these amazing transformations that happen in the person as you work in the home. And so then they meet here, you know, they meet in the cusp of this hill 
And that is when you feel, okay, my life is transformed, but not transformed in a way that you don't recognize yourself. It is transforming the way that now you are being who you are really meant to be. You're yeah. authentically yourself. Yeah. I love that. And, and so basically in sharing those nine steps of transformation, yeah. you're basically giving us a why mm -hmm. doing all the things around our house is actually empowering instead of just this thing that we think we have to do because we have a home and there's people in it and you know, it's, it's one of the, to me, the home is one of those things that especially for women who are entrepreneurs and mothers, yes. um, it can be a real burden sometimes. And yet the way that you just explained it, um, it seems like it can actually be fuel to the fire of like us being our best selves, both at our work and as a mother. So yes. I love that. It's changed that perception. Like the home takes away from you. Yeah. You the housework, you know, we all know what housework is. So having to do housework, is draining and taken away from your business, then you can start working on your home so that it supports and powers your business. I love it. All right. At the end of every episode, we always choose three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action. Because action is where real change happens. And the cool thing about action is it doesn't have to be huge. It really can be the small little things that do add up over time. And sometimes the little things are so simple, we might skip over them. And that's what this section of the podcast is supposed to remind us of. Okay, doable change number one from this episode with Moni. Number one, find your beauty. Moni says that it's amazing how beauty transforms clutter. So start with beauty instead of focusing on the decluttering, which can sometimes be exhausting. She gives the example of having a beautiful couch that is always covered with stuff so you can't see it and enjoy it. You could spend a week clearing the stuff off of an object. Look around your house for the things that are already beautiful. How can you really make the beauty shine? It might mean putting things around it away or changing the order. Maybe, like the example she used, it's taking the toys out of a plastic bin and putting them in a wooden toy chest or baskets so that you're not looking at the clutter, you're really letting, looking at the beauty that surrounds it. And see how just that little tweak changes how you navigate your home for a week. All right, that was doable change number one. Doable change number two is change your words. Our words have power. We talk a lot about that around here. And when we keep using negative language, it really does impact our lives. So start by noticing your negative language. Things like, I'm so disorganized, or I'm a terrible mother because the toys aren't picked up. Start eliminating negative language or making anything that's clutter about you, right? That's what Moni was saying and start to bring in more positive language. So yes, the house can be a mess, but that doesn't mean you're a mess. It means the house is a mess. It's not a reflection of you. See where that is? And so you can start to really catch yourself when you notice how you're describing yourself the way you would describe your surroundings. All right, doable change number three. Start with what clicks. You could spend a week, your doable change could be about leaning into the practice of journaling, into 
writing things down. And Moni gave so many great examples of things that we could journal about. We could talk about the different kinds of transformation, right, that she shared, the relationship, our relationship between home and ourselves, the idea of beauty, what it even means, or literally anything you heard her say. Trust what you heard her say. And Start to look at why it stood out to you. Why is it important? How is that concept playing out in your life? And use it as a way to explore and see what you uncover. All right, those are the three doable changes from what you heard from Moni. Now, this conversation continues, and she actually gives three very concrete things that we can do around our house to shift the energy. So if you're curious about Moni's conversation and about the other 30-plus conversations that were part of camp and still are very much a part of camp because you can create this experience however you want it to be, go check it out. Go grab that bundle. I promise you won't regret it. And you can continue learning from Moni and all the other amazing people that taught about the body, about the idea of presence, um, meaning being present, which is what the day that Moni actually spoke. Um, money, so much good content on money, motherhood, and the concept of play. Really, really powerful. And it's everything from learning and thinking and journaling to some really tangible tools to do. And then, of course, the movement, um, moving our bodies. Um, we There was a number of different modalities that we learned to move energy, move our bodies. It's so good. So go check that out at plansimple.com slash camp and create your camp experience this summer. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit healthymomsmeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at healthymomsmeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.